0: In a
1: bag, I'm useless But not for long the future
2: What's up Toronto? 12 o'clock on the dot Hope you're enjoying this Friday Junes Friday Junior Thursday afternoon, the weekend is nigh These short weeks seem to just fly by At Wheeler TSN on Twitter I did something this morning which I've never done before and it was kind of ashamed I only had a little bit of cereal left in my cereal box Like not enough to Pour into a full bowl So I had a cup And I poured the cereal Into the cup And then I put my almond milk in it And I had it that way And I almost ended up drinking my cereal I said screw the spoon I just picked up the cup And I started drinking my cereal Have I completely lost the plot Saving dishes That's That's, that's what I was thinking That's what I was trying to do I hate running the dishwasher every day. Save the bowls for later You know, just go with the cup. Um, First hour, great stuff, great participation, great feedback to jersey sponsorships. uh, Thumbs up, thumbs down. The Raptors announced earlier today that they're adding a small Sun Life logo. It's going to bring in upwards of more than $5 million uh, Canadian, according to Rick Westhead, who joined us in studio. Um, A season to add that logo on a jersey. We'll continue to share your tweets and thoughts on that over the course of this hour. But I kind of wanted to segue into another topic which has really kind of become standout for me. And it's the exorbitant, the incredible salaries athletes are now making and what that means for the fans and what that means in terms of motivation for athletes to truly compete, to truly give a damn, and I think it's really changed the way that we consume sports and athletes approach their craft no longer is it about winning, and winning first and foremost, it's all about brands, it's all about marketing yourself it's all about other things like Jeannie Bouchard, like is she in it to win it? really? come on, no chance Ronda Rousey like she loses and now she doesn't even want to talk about her sport, she's hosting some new game show seems like ath- athletics now and professional sport has become a vehicle to, be- to do other stuff and make more money. And I think it's dangerous in the sports world when you start handing out too much money to too many athletes. Like, Connor McDavid signs an eight-year, $100 million contract, and people are saying, wow, well, he should have got paid more. He's going to pay $12.5 million a year. He's 20, 20 years old. And the crazy thing is, it pales in comparison to NBA money. Kyle Lowry signs a three-year contract for $100 million. Like, even thinking about that, I I kind of almost vomit in my own mouth. And then swallow, which is disgusting. Steph Curry signs a five-year deal worth $200 million. And LeBron James has the audacity to go on Twitter and say, well, he should get paid $400 million. Really? Do you know the contractual commitments to Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Klay Thompson, I was chatting with Rick Westhead about this, is more than the San Francisco Bay Area Police Department's budget. What? Here in the province of Ontario, the Toronto Star is pushing to have OHIP records, uh, uh, billings for all doctors made public. To show how much doctors are billing to see what doctors are being paid. And it's going to work out that 19 doctors bill over $2 million a year. In this province. 19. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be outrage. How dare they, these doctors charging too much money, taxpayers' dollars. These are doctors. These are people who potentially save lives. These are people that do real jobs, not put the ball in the net. Or dribble the ball up and down the court. It's, it's, it's just, it's funny the way that we look at these things. And I, I want you to weigh in on this. Have we reached a point, maybe it was a long time ago, where athletes just, quite frankly, make too much money? And you as a fan, I, I don't see your ticket prices coming down. I don't see your merchandise when you, when you go in and buy a jersey. That's certainly not coming down. The beer that you buy when you're at the Dome or the, or the ACC or BMO Field, that's not going down. So what's in it for you? I know it's a revenue split, but I mean these leagues are making revenue off you and television networks who have paid far too much for properties that well, they'll never make their money back from. ESPN's NBA contract, they're not going to make money off that. They spent that money to keep it away from Fox and NBC and TNT and everyone else. The hockey deal here north of the border, I mean, Rodgers is never going to make that money back. They're not. They overpaid, but it's their property. And all that money goes into the coffers, and then 50-50 or fifty-one forty-nine split between the owners and the players. But that doesn't mean it's smart business, it doesn't mean it's good business, and it doesn't mean it becomes any more watchable for you, the fan. Are athletes being paid too much money? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 855-591-6876. 855-591-6876. The text is 1050-50. We'll talk jerseys as well. Mark from Quebec, you want to go back to the well? Deal with the jersey story. Mark, welcome to the program. Calling in for Quebec. Oh, dial tone. Okay. toll free at 855-591-6876. This is case in point to me. And this was a bad look at Wimbledon this week. And I'm shocked that this story wasn't a bigger deal here in North America. Because worldwide, it struck a chord. Bernard Tomic, the tennis player, lost his first round match at Wimbledon. And his comments afterwards were shocking, unbecoming of a professional athlete. And since that time, his sponsor had tennis rackets, they've they've dropped him because of this, but he basically said he didn't care. He showed up to Wimbledon and was bored. Here's the exchange between Tomek and the reporters at Wimbledon earlier this week.
3: Well if you asked Federer to give back five hundred million dollars, would you would he do that or not?
4: you were just saying
3: you were bored out there. Well, we all work for money. At 34, maybe, I can donate to charity. But if you ask Roger if he'll do it, I'll do it.
4: So would you donate it to charity?
3: Well, if Roger can know that these guys will, I will. No problem.
2: So have you ever felt like that before in in game?
3: Many times in my career, and I'm sure you guys know that.
2: (laughs) So that's Bernard Tomic. A 24-year-old tennis player is bored on the court. Bored! How insulting is that if you actually purchase tickets to go and see the guy play and he's bored? How many times do you go and watch a hockey game, a basketball game, a soccer game, a baseball game, and you're like, oh, that guy's bored. That that guy clearly doesn't care today. And that could very well be the case. I mean, there's times over recent years where I've been out at a bar really late and I look at the clock and right after hours, 4 5 a.m., and there's Blue Jays players there hanging out. And then I wake up, clear the cobwebs early afternoon, and there's a baseball game going on. It's just like, I think it's once you make so much money, it doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't matter. It didn't matter to Tomich. Can I blame him? He's getting $64,000 just to show up at Wimbledon and lose in the first round. There are players on the PGA Tour who finish top 25 every week, not win the tournament, not top five, but crush it in terms of dollars, make a ton of money, so winning doesn't even matter. Like, Ian Poulter's one of those golfers that makes so much in terms of sponsorship, but never wins, never comes anywhere close to winning. Where's the inspiration? Where's the motivation to go out there and win tournaments? When you're making $30 million a year, when you're making $40 million a fight, where is the incentive to go out there and work harder? It's just everything to do with what we love about sports, the competitive nature of it. It kind of goes out the window when you make so much money that you don't even care anymore. Am I wrong in saying this? Do athletes now make too much money? 416-870-1050. And, and uh, toll-free, excuse me, at one 591 6876 I did the helium gig there. The text is ten fifty fifty. The email live at tsn1050.ca at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Francis in Toronto, what's going on, Frankie?
5: Not too bad. How are
2: you? Good, pal. Have we reached the point where players are just making way too much?
5: I think you're absolutely right about that. And I think from a societal perspective, we just completely lost our way in terms of what you know things are valued in society. Now, I'm really impressed that you mentioned uh, the whole doctor uh, issue and. And the billings and all that, and I was that really was a buzzword in my ear. The only differentiation that I would make there is that when you have public money and public trust, you need transparency. But, you know, if, if the Toronto Maple Leafs make a ton of money, that's based on our, our passion for them, our love for them. And if they need to attract the top talent, they have to pay the top talent. I think that's, that's capitalism at its best right there. So I personally don't have a problem... With them making as much money, but I think that's because the the standard has been skewed and as, as a member of this society, I see you know a uh, hundred million dollars as to, oh well, you're right, that's what he deserves. I personally thought Connor McDavid deserves more money. He is a generational player, but you're right. I think as a society we've absolutely lost our way. He,
2: like and, and this is my problem with the Connor McDavid deal. It's not him the player, Francis. is that a guy who's twenty years of age? Plays in the NHL one and a half seasons, and now he's going to pay twelve point five million dollars per. Like, where's where's dangling the carrot and say, you know what? Put in your time, you put in the work here in the NHL, and then you earn your money. Like now, it's just being handed out based upon the salary cap structure and the in the way the league operates. And and to me, like Major League Baseball players wait, it takes time. Like. Mike Trout, entry level contract. Like it takes time before you end up cashing in. Now we're just handing over lump sums of sums of money because the structure is flawed to me. Francis are you, are you still there?
5: Yeah, I know, I'm definitely
2: And still and there. I like I like how you said like like the standard is being skewed because yeah. I think that I think that pers- perfectly encapsulates what's happening here.
5: I agree with that 100%. I think when you look at Nick Kyrgios, who is an Australian tennis player, And he goes out there and he essentially, you know, says, okay, I don't really care about this match anymore. He throws in the towel because he knows he's making a ton of money. You can see his bratty behavior. You know that society has rewarded this at an obscene level. The only thing is about Connor McDavid. I mean, we're talking about a Michael Jordan level type player. And I think, okay, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're, I think, the only billion-dollar net worth organization uh, what is 100 million over 12 years for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Maybe for the Edmonton Oilers, I'm not sure how much they're worth, maybe 600 or $700 million. Right. I think it's a proportion of that, right?
2: It's just the message it sends. I know they can. I understand why, but I don't agree with the entire movement of rewarding players like that at such an early age it's too early for me and it completely de-incentive, it takes away incentive for the player it does automatically, once you go into that sort of financial bracket, I mean yes he's a competitor, he's going to want to push but that isn't going to be the case for every athlete right, so I just don't like the trend, the direction that professional sports has gone and we saw it play out at Wimbledon this week
5: I think you're absolutely right about that. I look at Kyle Lowry now that he's got his deal. I really don't think he cares anymore. I think he does have a you know he's an athlete and he wants to show that he's the best every time he's on the court. But he's got his money now. Right. He secured his deal. He can you know hopefully he doesn't get injured, but he can get injured and, and and so be it. But I think a guy like Connor McDavid who's at the beginning of his career, he's establishing his legend as possibly the greatest ever. I think a guy like him, you want to lock him in. You want to make sure he's paid appropriate. Look look about Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi just signed an enormous contract. I think that made him the most. But I mean, he's a world. world. He's a
2: multiple-time World Player of the Year. He's pushing the age of thirty now. You know, that's it's a
5: good just, point. That's a good point.
2: Uh, thanks for the phone call, Francis. Great insight, Appreciate appreciated. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Have we reached the point where professional athletes just simply make too much money? Andy in Bowmanville, what's going on on the east side, Andy?
1: Well, Nothing much, but I disagree with you about the Go players ahead. making too much money. Go ahead, explain. Well, trust me, the Oilers aren't losing money paying McDavid that much, and whoever's giving the Oilers money, such as their sponsors, the TV networks, etc., they're not losing money either. And to top it all off, unlike the old washed-up has-beens, you're not paying the guy for what he did in the past. You're paying him for what he's doing. You're paying him the top money for him being the best player in the world. Not for he was the best player in the world four years ago. Now we're going to overpay him, and now he's no better than a third liner on most teams.
2: I I get it, Andy, but at the same time, that's a lot of money for a 20-year-old player that's played one and a half years in the NHL. And at the same time, people that are paying for Oilers tickets in that city, they're paying out of the you-know-what. Jerseys hey, Garrett, are ex- Garrett,
1: for- Garrett, Garrett. hold hey. on though. Hey, it's a lot of money to give someone in the Rolling Stones when they've only had one big hit song now, isn't it? And secondly, those people in Ad- Edmonton didn't have to buy those tickets. They sport- could just say, "I'll stay at home and watch it on TV," or the Eskimos are playing, or whatever.
2: And, and, and this is where I'll stop you on the music comparison because for me, sports is different. It's about competition. There's something that should be sacred, and there's something different about the way that we consume sport. We do so for the competition. We like seeing athletic excellence. We like seeing best versus best. And and, and for me, I mean, once you're paid a certain number of dollars, don't you lose incentive? Like he, he's laughing. He could, he could have a career-ending injury and just be laughing all the way to the bank. We have players, you cannot tell me that players don't mail it in today based upon the fact that they're comfortable, they're good financially. I'm not saying that's what McDavid is all about, but it's such a dangerous precedent when you start paying 20-year-olds $12.5 million per season.
1: Okay, Tottenham played Gareth, paid Gareth Bale more than that when he was
2: 20. And what did he do? Well, they didn't. They sold him on, and the club made a profit because they sold him on. He wasn't Everyone making that much. made a much. profit on him.
1: But anyway, you, you mentioned board advertising. Do you remember the first advert the Leafs had?
2: Can't remember what exactly it was.
1: It was a Hamilton Tiger Cats Tiger.
2: There you go. And Harold
1: Ballard got in trouble from the league for it, and his defense was teams down in the States have it. So they made him ref- remove it because they said it's a distraction to the players. That's when Ballard put the Tiger Cats emblem at center ice. Right. Right. Good call. By the way, I, this is to give you an idea of my age. Sure. I still probably got a few of my first jerseys, and they're from a different country <laughs> that you got them, and they didn't have advertising
2: on them then. Right. Are you buying the, the new one? Jersey. Are you buying the new one with advertising?
1: Uh, no. You know, that's another thing. If they aver- if they said you can have a choice at no extra cost, you can get the original without the ad, I would probably buy a Leafs jersey. Like, I was talking about football jerseys, by the way. Now... Here's what'll happen though. Eventually the younger people will say, no, 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 I want the one just like Joe Blow on the team wears, complete with that Chevrolet logo on it or whatever. And it'll get to the point that 10, 20 years from now, no one will buy, say, say we're talking about a Leafs jersey, no one will buy just the plain Leafs jersey. They'll want the jersey with the, with the advertising on it.
2: Good stuff, Andy. Thanks for your phone call. Appreciate it. Let's go out to Keswick. Dave in Keswick, you're up next. Am I wrong here in saying that athletes just make far too much money today?
3: Well, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think they've been making too much money for years. I mean, again, at the end of the day, guess the value is in entertainment. Um, you know, they were entertained by the competition, We're entertained by the athletes, but, you know, like... It's not at all comfortable to, you know, a police officer or maybe an EMT worker or even a teacher. Like, I'm a right. teacher myself, and I, I struggle, you know, to, to find you know, work for $50,000 being a new teacher. And I'm seeing, you know, $20 million, $10 million here for a year, and it's like, okay, well, what, what are you providing me? Well, okay, entertainment, I get a little bit of an escape to watch what you do. At the end of the day, you're playing a game, and I'll, I'll just hang up now. No, no.
2: And Dave, what I want to mention is like, if you're making forty, fifty, sixty million dollars, or sixty thousand dollars a year. Sorry, can you afford the two hundred and fifty dollars tickets to go down and consume your team? I mean, it's expensive. It's never been more expensive to consume something for me, which is a staple in forms of, in terms of community and representing what Toronto and what we believe we're all about. It's so expensive to consume. And when I see all these salaries going up and up and up and up and up and up, and, up, and I'm like, okay, well, what's in it for the fan? I, I don't get it. What's in it for the fan? And here in North America, I don't think we do a good enough job standing up for ourselves.
3: Well, I agree. And I guess monetarily, yeah, there's nothing much in it for us. Because again, for me, to consume sports, it's just much cheaper to sit at home and watch it on TV, which again is still expensive if I'm paying cable. But Um, At the end of the day, yeah, Um, what's the value to society? It's just entertainment and competition in that form of escape from our daily lives. So I still don't think it's comparable at all to what other jobs and other careers out there do for us on a daily basis. And it's just not comparable in any way. And that's just what I think.
2: Good stuff, pal. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to Joe and Vaughn. Phone lines are lit up right now. If you can't get through, at Wheeler TSN, the text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Joey, what's happening? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. Are you with me on this one? Like, it's reached a point of craziness where it's very difficult to swallow how much these athletes are being paid.
4: Oh, you know, kind of with you. I think the issue is not the amount of money they get paid because I'm actually okay with that. I think that's the nature of capitalism. My issue is is the amount of guaranteed money that they get, and I think there's a big difference there. I mean, uh, a player of Connor Connor McDavid's stature getting twelve and a half million a year. I think think anyone can really swallow that because he, he he deserves it i think the issue is when you get into all the guaranteed money that actually acts as a disincentive because i do think money can act as a real good incentive when used appropriately so i mean sports is the only occupation where you're you're guaranteed this money if we're using the analogy or the comparison of the music industry or any other industry or occupation people want to perform because That's the incentive, or that's the, you'll know you're going to get a big payday, so there's always that carrot at the end of the stick, whereas you're handing out these five, six, seven-year deals worth all this money, that's where all the disincentive comes in. So it's not the amount of money, because I think that's well-deserved, I think that's the nature of
2: capitalism. It's the amount of guaranteed money, I think that's a huge issue in sports. I, I think it's a good call. On top of that, Joe... At, at the same time, like sport is in a dangerous place where if you price out the masses, it's going to become even more elitist than it is. Like just think, just think about the NBA and the NHL and even Major League Baseball. How many sons of former athletes are now rising through the ranks? And it's not just all because of genetics, it's because of opportunity. There's a cost in order to be able to play. And when sport becomes elitist, I think we're all worse off for it.
4: I agree. I think it's a great call.
2: Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Ari in Toronto. Ari, you're on TSN 1050. Let's uh, weigh in on this. Are you with me or against me here? I'm with you and I'm against you. Let's go. Uh, I believe hockey players are underpaid. And
3: I think that basketball players are overpaid.
2: Okay, why is that? Because their salaries are dictated based upon the revenue that the leagues are making. So if it's just about what the sports are all about, then maybe you have an argument. But as long as there's going to be a salary cap, that it's revenue sharing, revenue split, then it's going to be that way.
3: The salary cap is an issue for the NHL now. The Leafs are running into now that Edmonton sets a new standard for our, the uh, best player in the world. We're going to have an issue once we give Austin Matthews that kind of money, and then how much money's left for the other stars that we we have coming up the ranks. So we're kind of being punished here by drafting well and having a good team and now that we have to pay them we're going to be, uh, we're going to be having some cap issues.
2: Thanks for the phone call, Ari. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go out to Burlington. Bill, you're on TSN 1050. Are professional athletes paid too much? For me, right now, professional sports are a vehicle to self-promotion and making more money outside of the game. Look at the case of Jeannie Bouchard. Look at the case of Ronda Rousey. Name uh, You can go in Men's Professional Sports League as well. Take your pick. For me, you completely take away incentive when the players are being paid too much. Billy, where do you stand on this?
0: I think it is obscene how much money athletes are paid nowadays, and 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 you'll laugh at me, but when I was a kid <laughs> and I I was playing hockey,
5: and I mean I, I
0: I knew I would never make the NHL, but I always thought to myself if I ever make it, if I was
5: paid fifty thousand dollars, I'd be happy as a pig, and you know what. But, I mean, even now, like all life, I find, well, I shouldn't say all life, but a good number of people are overpaid in all walks of life. And I'll be honest
0: with you, I wouldn't get out of bed
1: for $50,000 a
0: year
2: nowadays. I, I really wouldn't right right it's it, to me it 's just sports are different. Sports are different in so many different ways. I get that it 's entertainment. I get that it 's a money maker for companies. I get that it 's a business where you want to make more money, but I think we 're at a dangerous spot where it 's hard for me to say that a player i 'm sorry, like Kyle Lowry, I wanted him back with the Toronto Raptors, but when it sinks in that he 's making north of thirty million dollars a year, are you kidding me i i just i don 't know how a professional athlete is worth that kind of money on a one-year contract. I just... It's something that I think that we've gone way too far, and things have continued to spiral out of control. Let's go to the the hammer that is. Andy, what's going on in Hamilton today? Hey, Will. How are
0: you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. You? I agree with you 100%, and I'm going to get to my point quickly here. I find it really disturbing that nowadays us as sports fans... Whether we realize it or not, we look towards these athletes as heroes and gods among people. But yet, I'd rather be giving millions upon millions of dollars to the people, and this and this will come home to you: the people that work at Princess Margaret that save millions of lives daily, and they get paid next to nothing, and they're the real heroes.
2: And and they're the ones with this Toronto Star report. They're they're gonna. It's going to come out where the billing of doctors is going to be revealed, and I get transparency and all that, but what I won't get is the outrage that 19 doctors are billing more than $2 million a year. I mean, $2 million, like, that's a Zach Hyman. That's less than a Zach Hyman on an annual salary. You know what I mean? It's just things have got way out of control. I'm all for athletes making what they can. Listen, I'm against salary caps in sports as well. So perhaps I'm being hypocritical because I think that a team like the Maple Leafs who have greater spending power should be able to spend it. But as long as we're at it, it's just hard for me to justify paying a 20-year-old player $12.5 million a year, the fact that we continue to shell out cash for a sideshow that is Floyd Mayweather Jr. It was a Joe Kim versus Pacquiao. It's going to be a Joe Kim versus McGregor, yet we're just shoveling money their way. And I don't see it being equated... Uh, or equal to the entertainment or competitive value that should be there for high-level professional sports. Like, there's no accountability anymore. There's none. There's none. When you take away incentive, Mark. Or Andy, I should say.
0: So let's say that David earns that $100 million and he wins two cups and puts up all these points. By the end of that contract, he'll be 28. How much money is he to command then?
2: <laughs> Who knows? I guess it depends on where the NHL salary cap goes. But when you're making 12.5 as a 20 year old, and alarm bells aren't ringing off, ring, go, you know, you know, ringing out across the league, that for me is problematic and a symptom of a league that's completely getting out of control. Thanks for the phone call, Andy. And that's not to say that McDavid isn't worth the most money, but at 20 years old, you got to dangle the carrot for a while before these young players get rewarded. And McDavid is part of it. Really, the, the throwing off point was Bernard Tomic, the tennis player who was bored. He just showed up to Wimbledon to collect a paycheck. $64,000 for showing up. Where's his incentive? He's like, I could pay a little bit more if I tried, but then, eh, whatever. (laughs) If You're paying money to sit in the crowd at Wimbledon, and you see that garbage? One, you're like, yeah, I can't blame him. He got paid $64,000 today, but aren't you kind of pissed off? And how many times are you watching a game saying, that guy makes X amount of money. Am I getting value in terms of entertainment? Or is that player just making that money because teams need to spend what they think they need to spend rather than, on, rather than athletes truly deserving it? I think we're at an interesting time, a dangerous time right now. Tom Manek from the Sport Market across TSN Radio. He's going to check into the program next. He will weigh in on this. Are salaries just completely out of control? And what does that mean for you, the fan? That's coming up next. Wheels with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. <laughs> Paul from Coburg hit me up. Couldn't agree with you more and make a good living. Live very comfortably on 100 a year. It would take 40 years making that kind of money to earn $4 million. Pro athlete salaries are absolutely out of control and virtually immoral. Time for us to all to take a step back, second look in the mirror about values and priorities. Thanks to Paul and Colbert for that. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto today. Connor McDavid 100 million dollars for a 20-year-old. Steph Curry north of 200 million. LeBron thinks he should get paid 400 million dollars. I mean, Curry, Durant, Thompson, they, they make more than the entire budget of the San Francisco Bay Area Police Force. Are these numbers completely out of whack? And what's in it for you, the fan? That's the thing, because you're not getting a discount. You're not getting a bailout. It's not any cheaper for you to consume. And you, the fan, are the lifeblood of sport. Without you, they got nothing. Can these types of numbers be justified? want to welcome back to the program my good buddy Tom Manek from the West Coast, the host of the Sport Market across the TSN radio network. You hear each and every weekend right here on TSN 1050 at the Sport Market on Twitter. Tom, I know this, this, this has been the case for quite some time now where salaries have kind of spiraled out of control, but it just seems to be getting worse, not better. Like, sanity's not prevailing here. How have we got to this point?
0: <laughs> well, it is the $400 million question to paraphrase LeBron James, isn't it, Gareth? Uh, you know, this has been sort of such an interesting question, not just you know, the last 10 years, but really the last 20, 30 years, maybe even going back to Kurt Flood and, uh, you know, the onset of free agency in Major League Baseball, which wound up, you know, pushing free agency and escalating salaries in all of the major North American professional sports. We've always asked the question. We've said, you know what, this is now reached a bubble? How much further can salaries grow? And we've always thought that there'd be a cap, there'd be a ceiling. Well, that hasn't happened. In fact, when you look at the silly money that's been spent in the NBA the past couple of weeks, we are, as you say, at a new threshold of salaries for professional athletes. How we got here is partly because of the work of the unions, the associations of the players. Uh, How we got here is partly because of the fact that sports has now become defined as entertainment and it's entertainment type measuring sticks that are, that are driving these salaries. It's the $24 billion deal in the NBA that drives $2.67 billion a year of revenues. That's, you know, shared with all the 30 teams. That's what is sort of now being applied to the salaries of the stars of the show. Uh, these top players, it doesn't make sense from a, you-and-me perspective and from a general public perspective, but it's all being driven by the dollars of the cents of the TV contracts uh, that that these players and these teams and these leagues are are, are earning. Uh,
2: Tom, is there a bubble here? Because the NBA, their money largely has come from their television contract. ESPN will not make that money back. They, they, they won't. They bought NBA rights to keep it away from Fox, from TNT, etc. Same thing with the Canadian hockey rights. Like, Rogers isn't making that money back, so is there a danger here that you leave yourself too exposed, too reliant on television contracts in an industry right now, Tom, we we all know is struggling to a certain degree?
0: Well, Gareth, I mean, first of all, I do think there is a bubble, but the bubble may only apply to conventional television contracts, and you're absolutely right. ESPN basically renewed its NBA commitment over the next nine years in this $24 billion deal, $2.67 billion a year, where ESPN and TNT share both the regular season and the playoff uh, television rights, but it, they, they won't get the money back on conventional television. They won't get the money back just in terms of eyeballs and advertising and subscriptions sold on ESPN. So the question is, when it comes to player salaries, is there a bubble when you start to consider ancillary revenue streams that the leagues and the teams and in fact player agents are already scouring the earth for? And we're talking about the NBA. So it's a good place to start in terms of how Adam Silver and the NBA front office and some of the leaders from, you know, teams throughout the league, including Golden State Warriors president Rick Welch, who is, in my opinion, one of the best business minds in the game. They're looking at, okay, what's the next generation of revenues uh uh, the, you know, Jersey sponsor patches that will earn between four million and 15 million uh, per team per year? uh things like uh, virtual reality uh modified reality augmented reality things like esports where gaming is being brought into the NBA and literally NBA franchises have the opportunity to own esports teams of you know four video gamers so these are just completely new dimensions so i my perspective is you know even though i've always said that there was there'd be a cap in all revenues, I'm I'm suggesting it's going to be a cap in terms of salaries driven by TV, but that other revenue streams will come along to continue to drive salaries higher. Just one last thing, Gareth. I want to say just on on this on this subject is you you mentioned LeBron James's quote off the top end, and you know it's interesting. Is you know in one hand you can understand where LeBron is coming from, suggesting that guys like Steph Curry are a big reason why the value, the enterprise value, the Golden State Warriors has grown from about four hundred and fifty five hundred million to two point six billion dollars over the term of his NBA career. So he's obviously really helped pump up the volume, and the two championships have helped. But what LeBron misses is the fact that, you know, the Golden State Warriors are making about $300 million a year U.S. in revenues, and to have one player, uh, you know, command, you know, more than 10% of that per season It starts to get into the, okay, well there has to be some incentive for the owners as well, above and beyond resale value. So even in the case of the, the, the Toronto Raptors, you know, they're, they're driving about $193 90, $193 million, you know, just south of two hundred million dollars a year. Well, thirty-three million a year of that is going to go to one player, yeah. and the players don't have the same risk that the owners have. So that always has to be applied to, you know, the LeBron James comment about the four hundred million and Steph Curry. Sure, and,
2: and, and when that money goes to one or two players, it's coming out of another bucket. The, the guy that's that's selling popcorn in the stands, or the marketing people behind the scenes, or the people that work in community outreach. Like these people are getting more money they're getting less money because it's a cool industry to work in and 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 just building off that tom like when an athlete makes that much more money i just wonder whether today these athletes are athletes first or are they pr money making machines like i can't figure out what jeannie bouchard is like is she a tennis player or is she a marketer Like I I legitimately can't figure that out, and she's not the only one. I don't just mean to pick on Jeannie, but you can go down the list of players. They are their own brands now. It's not about winning and losing and watching competition. You said it. It's about entertainment, and maybe I'm old school when it comes to sports. I watch because of the winning and the losing, not to see what kind of gear they're wearing or repping. You know what I mean? If If that makes sense?
0: It makes complete sense. And you've really just summed up the, you know, the sort of the evolution that we talked about off the top is players have gone from being athletes paid for their on the court, on the field, on the ice skills to being entertainers and in some respects, basically being paid as celebrities, for their ability to reach out to 20, 30, 40 million Twitter followers, uh, you know, to sort of just reach out to their fans and bring their brands and their endorsements along with them. It, you know, it, 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 it is something that I don't think is going to change. And I still think that, you know, like every business sector, every industry, it finds ways to find new areas of revenue or it dies. And when you talk about the popcorn vendor at the Air Canada Centre or even, you know, front office types, or quite frankly, even third and fourth line players on the Leafs, and, you know, reserves on the Raptors, there's no middle class anymore. You're, you've got the incredibly wealthy making the $33 million a year like Kyle Lowry, and then, you know, in order for that team to be able to stay under the luxury tax and the soft cap in the NBA, you know, you've got to get a couple of guys in at the NBA minimum. It's very similar to, you know, Canadian chief executive officers who are, who are making about 200 times the average Canadian salary you know, making an average of about nine point five ten million dollars a year, you're looking at actors like Tom Cruise. You know, making twenty thirty million a film, and now they're actually uh, doing what they call profit participation, where they they don't take a salary, they take a percentage of the gross, and that's why Tom Cruise has made more than a hundred million for each of the last few Mission Impossible. Same thing for Jay Z and U two and Elton John on the on the music side. The, the stars are making multiple times what the roadies behind the scenes are making. And that's, you know, rightly or wrongly, it's, it's a fact of life in, in 2017.
2: Okay, let's finish up here. If you go see a bad movie, you, you lose your 12 bucks or whatever, 15 bucks, and two hours of your time. If you go to a Wimbledon match like Bernard Tomic played, quote-unquote, played this week, where he said he was bored. Just didn't have any incentive. Was getting paid $64,000 just to show up and play in the first round. He's 24. He doesn't really care, Tom. But if you're at Wimbledon, you're spending good, hard money, and a lot of it, to go attend a sporting event where you want to see genuine, authentic competition between people that care. This is a, this is a slippery slope, right? Like, whether you're watching the Canucks on the West Coast, there's nights you're like, oh, the guys are mailing it in. They're, they're just... They're not having it. And they might not admit it like Tomich did. But when you're getting paid so much, don't you take away some incentive to go out there and achieve and grind it out just to make more or make more of yourself? Or God forbid the reason why we got into sports in the first place to win. You know what I mean? Just the the landscape has changed so much based upon the dollars which really don't make any sense.
0: You know, one of the interesting things, I'll just put it out there and we can maybe talk about it at another time and place, but, you know, this idea of profit participation in movies. Imagine if there was a collective bargaining agreement whereby the leagues and the, uh, or uh, the agents and the player unions agreed that, hey guys, you know what? Let's, let's take a completely different approach that might be more acceptable to the general public whereby you know you're not being paid a guaranteed salary, and I know that those words would you know um, uh, elicit shrieks from agents and and union executives in all the major leagues. but what about having a profit incentive whereby the players actually would share in how good the team would do, which means that they'd have to be putting their best foot forward to maximize their revenues, as opposed to a guaranteed contract of $40 million a year for a Steph Curry and uh, $33 million a year for a Kyle Lowry. It would make for a uh, better is, product, Tom. It would. I, I think it would. It might be a completely pie-in-the-sky uh, proposition, but I would think that that would make sense to a lot of fans down the road, especially when you consider, and you know we've been talking about salary, Steph Curry 40 million is what he's paid by the Golden State Warriors basically for showing up but he also has endorsements from Under Armour that match that 40 million so Crazy. if you look at it from a performance mentality if they and the team and their sponsors like Under Armour all do well then maybe that's what their salary should be determined by.
2: Great stuff, buddy. Uh, we've gone crazy. We've honestly gone mad. Uh, you can listen to Tom this Saturday, 10 a.m., the Sport Market across the TSN radio network. And follow him on Twitter at the Sport Market as well. These are intriguing times, Tom. Tons of content for you. Keep up the great work. A pleasure catching up today, sir.
0: All the best, Gareth. We're really happy to be part of Toronto today, and uh, you enjoy the rest of the uh, rest of the Toronto uh, summer.
2: Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Tom Mayanek, host of the Sport Market across the TSN radio network. I'll bring you up to speed on the poll results about jersey sponsorship. Read some texts and tweets as well, and get ready to hand things off to Scott MacArthur for the Scott MacArthur Show. Gareth Wheeler with you, TSN 1050 in Toronto. Blue Jays president Mark Shapiro guessing on the Scott MacArthur show in about 40 minutes time, 1.30 today as the Jays get set to take on the Houston Astros down at the Rogers Center. I, I, I wonder how much of the discussion will be about possible trade targets. Buster only wrote a piece, go to ESPN, regular here on TSN 1050 about potential interest in Marcus Stroman and debating whether now would be the time to trade Marcus Stroman. He's 26, not available for free agency until 2019. But if you believe, and a lot of people do believe, I know that height doesn't measure heart, but your body type as a pitcher does matter. And to me, it's always been the case, and this isn't anything against Stroman, his is a body that looks like it could break down. He throws the ball so hard you just wonder whether he'll be able to hold it up and remain injury-free over the long term. So if you believe that this is what Marcus Stroman is, 3.42 ERA guy, giving up 107 hits, striking out 87 in about 105 innings pitched, he's he's, he's an upper echelon pitcher, but he's not a great pitcher. But if you can take advantage of the fact that teams need to strengthen now, and you can get more, and you believe that this is kind of what Marcus Stroman is, do you sell? It's a great discussion to have, and it all depends on the direction of this organization. I'm, I'm not sure if Shapiro will shine light, but Scotty will do his darndest to try to get it out of him today 1.30 here on TSN 1050. Um, great stuff today. Boys behind the glass, um, Scrizzy Skri- and Laves, let's start with our second topic, players making too much. I I mean, there's been people that have written into the program and, and the reasonable questions. I don't disagree with you that they get paid too much, but who gets the money then? The owners? Ken saying very much the same on Twitter, not until we cap the amount of money a team can make or can be worth. If the owners can bank, the players should bank. Well, if if the question is where the money should go instead of the players, how about being cheaper? How about being more accessible for the fans? So people, people can actually afford to, to go down to a game. To have a beer while they're at the game. To buy a jersey. And not pay out of the you-know-what. You know, if it's cheaper to consume, you're taking in a little bit less, and maybe the players can give up something as well. And how about the people behind the scenes that you don't see? A lot of them struggling to make a living. They don't make a lot of money because they work in a cool industry. That's generally how it works. What about them getting paid more money? Like, have, have we become got to a point where athletes make so much where they lose the plot. And I think athletes like Jeannie Bouchard absolutely fall in that category. Scrizzy it's, it's hard for me to say. It's all
3: relative. These, these franchises make so much money. It's because of the players. So how can I go and say LeBron should not make?
2: Well, it's how much they charge. They have a, mono- they have a monopoly on the marketplace. Right? That's true. So if you're a fan of sport, you're going to want to consume.
3: I feel I feel bad for parents that have two kids that want to go to a Jays game and have to spend five hundred dollars to have. Because the people that can afford
2: family. it are companies. These are yeah. com- and, and, and you lose the heart and soul of sport, and that's where I feel it's going. Like a twenty year old Connor McDavid, no one talked about that yesterday. Twenty years old making twelve point five million dollars per. No one has a problem with that. It's just it's just crazy to me. Kyle Lowry, thirty over thirty million dollars a year for him, like. No offense to Kyle. He's getting paid that much because the salary cap allows him to get paid that much. He's not worth that much money. But the salary cap makes it so the Raptors yeah, have to pay him that.
3: That's 2017. <laughs> There's no point in getting angry but about the, it. May, well,
2: it makes me angry because I'm still paying $200 for a decent ticket to a Raptors game. You know, it's, but it's just we're in a difficult time in sport. I love it. I love the competition. But sometimes, like what played out at Wimbledon with Tomic, like it, are athletes really in it to win it, or are they in it to market themselves and just cash and bank? And it seems like that's more where we're at today than the whole competitive side of things. Jerseys are coming to N or sponsorship, I should say, are coming to NBA jerseys. Sun Life will be on the Raptors' jersey for the next three years. I asked the question on Twitter Jersey sponsorship has, has arrived in the NBA? The NHL has to be next. Are you buying it? 55% say no, keep them off jerseys. 28% say yes. It doesn't bother me. I'll still buy it. 17% say no preference. So I'm not surprised. Um, Look, if the players are going to get paid this much, the owners are going to look for new ways to compensate. This is part of the deal. This is where we're at today, unfortunately. Um, It's been a pleasure. I'm off tomorrow. Cancer treatment number seven for me. So Mike Hogan will be in the hot seat. Thanks to Sean Lavery. Thanks to Scrizzy behind the glass. The Scar- Scott Macarthur Show is coming up next. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend, Toronto.